everyone and welcome to a Lioness special Vic Acres Wonderland Road to Stage Australia podcast episode number three. Is that right? Yes, I think it is. And for such an occasion, we have a star-studded lineup. So I'll introduce our fellow guests. We have the amazing Matt. Good evening, Matt. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, for all the regulars, you might have noticed something different. I think the amount of goals just flew everything away. Yeah, I can see all the colour disappear from your calendar. It's black and white now. So uh, I'm guessing that's what the change is. And, and maybe the fact that there's a few less strands of hair on top of your head. <laughs> Alongside that is the lovely Lottie. Good evening, Lottie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Rachel, De Daly. Rachel Daly has turned up to the tournament. Get in. I am can we just have a quick look? Give a quick look at the print because I think you've got your you've got your English yes, printed out. Yes, I've got my print in. No, I don't really want to turn around. I'm afraid. For audio listeners, I do. No, because you've got number nine. Got... <laughs> yes, well, yes, the um, England. Yeah, exactly. Yes, number nine, and um, so working as a wing back, as we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but along with the regulars, we have a few guests. And first, I'm going to turn to the gorgeous G. How are you, G? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Um, luckily, managed to catch the beginning of the game by like the seconds <laughs> this morning um so yeah all, all really good and looking forward to going for it with you guys yeah you're, you're lucky than me i i was not so lucky i had to uh listen to most of the game i only saw uh, one goal but and it was a pretty good goal watch the back. you're gonna I don't have to watch the, them all back the full yeah, game the not highlights, don't highlight. worry. no highlights what? you've got to watch the full game honestly i know i know well luckily i've sky plussed it so i'll watch it when i get back good uh, but not just with G, we have a first timer amongst us. Good evening, Ryan. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Three games in and next round of knockout rounds now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, it is on to the knockout rounds because England are through. It's uh, three out of three. It's, I think it's the second time we've managed that at the World Cup and a pretty impressive feat considering uh, how certain other nations have fared so far in the in the World Cup, mentioning no names, <clears throat> Germany. But England is, of course, the topic of this particular pod, and we'll start right off bat with the result. It was England six, China one. Quick run through the starting lineup. In goal, we had uh, Marriott, as expected, uh, and then a slight change with a back three of uh, Jess Carter, Millie Bright, and Alex Greenwood. Uh, with um, going to say Elliot Daly, that's a rugby player. <laughs> Rachel Daly uh, and Lucy Bronze acting as fullbacks with a midfield two of Stanway and Zellan in for the injured uh, Kira Walsh. Uh, breaking news, Kira Walsh, is, it's not an ACL, the injury. We don't know what it is yet, but we wish her a full recovery. And then the front three of James operating the 10 this time around. Um, and then a front two of Russo and Hemp. So I made a rather um, controversial uh, prediction uh, in the last pod, which drew the ire and horror of Lottie. I said that uh, China would win 2 0 and, and we'd be knocked out. But I'm that was under. It was ire and horror. I'd say it was trauma. <laughs> trauma. Every time your predictions, I just don't see them coming. Well, 
I like and to fit is, them. I'm sure you do it on purpose because you know what my reaction's going to be. Oh, 100%. No, no, it's for two reasons. One, it is for time of addiction, too, because I know it'll wind up. Yeah. But the most no, important it's thing. It's not is, more of a wind up, it's more like, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? But. And that the lionesses did, did stick two up to you, to be fair. Absolutely, and that was the idea, because it was under the precursor that we simply hadn't turned up yet. The previous two games had been one year, but we hadn't been great. We sort of scraped through. And my thought was, if we, if we carry on playing this sort of this, this sort of tame, not intensive, not exciting, no movement, etc., the sort of the, the limp performances, we, we, we simply wouldn't get out of the group. Um, so I thought, yeah, we hadn't turned up, waiting for us to turn up. So, gee, did we turn up today? We did. We did, um, and I think we all kind of said it in the last pod or over the last couple of pods. Lauren James has to be in the number ten, and look what she she basically scored three. Obviously, one wasn't allowed, which is a shame. Yeah. It was but she did get a hat trick of assists. Exactly, mm. two two goals and three assists in one game in the number ten. I mean, you just can't you can't really take you can't take her out now. That's it. I didn't even think when uh, obviously Toon came on late towards um, the end of the game, and I genuinely was just like, "Oh yeah, cool, there she is." Um, mm. It was just all on Lauren James, and and the way she's handling like her first tournament is just it's crazy. It just shows how incredible she actually is, and she's just going to get better as well. We've we've got a real diamond there, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm going to get into a bit more to Lauren James a bit later in the pod. Um, Ryan, I'm going to come to you. Um, Serena is known for her uh, um, staying with her normalities, her, you know, her formations of players, but she's thrown up a few changes and this was probably the most radical, a shift to the back three. Did that come as a bit of a surprise to you? Yeah, it did basically because, as you say, based on last year especially, the talk of the Euros, she's literally stuck the same formation, the same whenever, no matter what. Else. There was no interest thank God back there. Obviously, we knew, we knew the situation of Kim, so we knew someone was coming in anyway. But to completely change the formation and change things up, it's, it's good to see because it means that she ain't going to be what we've seen before other managers in terms of years gone by, where they just, they're one formation, one tactic, and they'll play through no matter what. One-dimensional. One <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, Phil never been a part. The fun thing with Phil Neville was is when he did try to mix things up, it got even worse. Um, we'll, we'll always remember the high point of Lucy Bronze as an attacking midfielder um, is, is worth watching back to teams and his type of justification for it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're in a better place now. Yeah, the, fact that he, the fact that Serena took over that same squad and, it, and did what she did in nine months said how mm. serious about Phil Neville, but nevertheless, that just... Back to her, and I, I, I'll be honest. In, this, in the first two games, I was a big critic of that Serena in terms of her subs. It's sort of like and like it wasn't really switching up, and we needed needed her to switch it up in their moments. It was like striker for a striker, winger for a winger, or and obviously with um, Kira went off midfielder for midfielder. We needed someone there, but it was tactically to never really change it. And I know China again, Denmark was the only real competition in this. In this group, with all due respect, but I was expect I, I was hoping that she would do it in them games and at Haiti when things weren't going our way against Haiti, for example. Just to try something different there. Yeah. Why not? It's going to happen to lose in that sense. That'll be one of the game eventually, one 0 and same in Denmark. But it's just like it was frustrating to watch, and it's good to see that. Actually, I, 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 I always think. 
I'm doing this. If you don't like it, tough. Yeah. I always feel with those games when it's one nil. Think of like the um, uh, the Denmark game, eight again. It's one nil and it's in the balance. You don't want to disrupt too much because you could then risk um, chucking it all together. And you think about how late on Denmark and Haiti, they they almost got something. Um, I, I do like the idea that she sort of responded to the I'll say the last the last two games and yeah, you know, she changed formation. She made a slight change of personnel, which was needed. Um, to, you know, with, with obviously with, with Walsh's injury. Um, but it's in back three is interesting because I'm always a bit sort of uh, I've, I've my own feelings on the move to the back three. I think it, it has it has pros and cons. Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you next. Uh, I want to talk about uh, one of the players that did come in. I know you're a huge fan of her, um, and that's um, <laughs> sorry, but for viewers, for those listening, in, Lottie has just lost herself. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we all know, Matt is a huge fan uh, of this particular defensive midfielder. Um, so, Katie Zellum, I think, hilarity aside, okay, let, let's just put our cards on the table. We haven't been, um, shall we say, the greatest um, praise of Katie Zellum's podcast. In fact, we've probably been one of her loudest critics. However, looking across the England setup, if you're looking at who is the like for like swap, not in terms of like quality, but in terms of positionally, who is the defensive midfielder we've got in our team that we can choose who is decently experienced and has got an element of talent. Not saying they're going to be as good as Kira Walsh, because who is, but who could play that role. For me, it was always Katie Zellum is the obvious choice to fill in that gap. Um, bearing in mind, obviously, we know what some of your biases are towards Katie Zellum. Can you put forward, how do you think she did in her first World Cup start? How do you want me to respond to that? Because, <laughs> I I st- I would I would just put this out there. I literally started a counter with how many times she lost the ball in yeah, our WhatsApp uh, group, and uh, I lost count after get? it was about ten, and it was just awful. It it didn't feel like a proper game for her to be in. Yeah, given the quality that we have. In the midfield, we usually have someone like a Leah Williamson that goes in and drives through the midfield and then plays that long ball pass. None of that really happened. There was it was more of Lucy Bronze or Alex Greenwood doing it. There was none of that in the midfield trying to stretch the mid, stretch the uh, fullbacks for China. And it honestly felt like I don't I want to call China a bit amateurish, but it's kind of how they sort of came across it. I don't know what's really happened with China. Um but it just came across as um like if you're making this player look good at that she can string about barely two passes together and still make her look good. It doesn't it, I don't know what's going on with China, but they this is kind of like a wake up call. We'll probably talk about this on another pod with a couple of the others that have been eliminated. These are supposed to be the superpowers, and because of uh, and whether or not it's down to uh, federation funding and things like that that haven't gone their way, they're they're having their own issues, and this is a huge wake up call for a lot of them. But just aside from the players' point of view, there were some good displays up there. Some of them I've been quite critical of. Jess Carter, again, she showed a bit more carelessness but she was able to adapt a bit more quickly um if 
if I had to pick one of the Chelsea players that were actually should have probably started over her was probably Neve Charles actually because she actually does play as a centre. She came off the bench, didn't she? She came off the bench and she even taken off. Yeah, uh, she got yeah. her minutes. That now means that there is now two defenders that haven't made their appearances at a World Cup yet in Lotta, mm-hmm. Ruben Moy and Esme Morgan. But it also means that there are other players in the midfield that haven't had their chances yet, uh, including one of our own in Jordan the Nobs. So it will be intriguing come uh, the game against Nigeria, which we now know what will happen. But I think this is going to end up being maybe a game by game look at, see what we can do because if I'm honest if that's how she acts in what on game she's giving the ball away to Nigeria I'll be t- telling her to go go sit on the plane <laughs> so as you can see a uh, a 10, 10 out of 10 performance from uh, Matt's review on uh, on Katie's Helen she'd be lucky if she got a one <laughs> in all seriousness right, okay, so and uh, yeah I think yeah there are we all know that she's not your, your 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 cup of tea, but I feel we have to put such agendas aside because the fact is that these are the cards that we got dealt now. And we all love Kira Walsh. And Kira Walsh is one of the best um, defensive midfielders in the world. She was the, was it, player of the, the final uh, in the Euros. The fact is we don't have her. We don't have Leah Williamson. We don't have, you know, Beth Mead. We don't have all these amazing players. Um, we, this is what we've got, and so even though she is a um, she's a Manu, you know, player, and obviously playing during the WSL, don't really like. She's actually playing for England now, um, as is the likes of Lauren James, and they will have my full support, and I wish them the best. And from listening on the radio, I was hearing nothing but um, uh, mm. praise for how she's playing in the heart of the midfield. I do think with the whole thing with Jess Carter is a bit interesting because we played in the back three, and I think that gives um, it helps. Players like Carter and Zen because we played a double pivot. Walsh normally plays the sole pivot. We played with a double pivot with Stanway. Carter was playing in the back three of Bright. And I always feel with those those decisions means it gives you greater numbers to counter maybe any deficiencies you have. And I think there was an element of maybe Serena going for a bit more security, thinking, oh, I'll go the back three, Bright, Carter and Greenwood as my three, rather than as a two. I'll play Zellin with Stanway as a two to get for a bit more protection. That was the way I, I sort of saw the team. And, and in fairness, you know, the, the scoreline you know, shows it did work. Um, the other player that came in uh, was, of course, Lauren James. Uh, which was not coming in, sorry, starting, but starting a different position this time, sorry. As a number 10, it's been much talked about. It's been much uh, discussed. It's finally happened. Lottie, what did you make of Lauren James in the number 10? Oh, do you know what? I'm just so relieved that she she does score like that for England, but can't score like that for Chelsea. It's absolutely yes. brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely bloody brilliant. I mean, it's a one or two in ten chance that she gets it in domestically, and then she goes goes to plays for England. It's banger after banger. Um, I think one one of one of them was um, outside the box today, and it was just like, oh my god, it was beautiful. I, rem- I remember me and G were talking through the day, and it's just like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. and yeah, no, I've been. I mean, on the, one of the last, our previous pods, I've been calling for her to be that number ten. Can she feel Frank Kirby's boots? The answer is yes, and it's so bloody exciting. I mean, I've got to be honest, this whole team, it's the best we've looked in a long time. We're dynamic, we're moving the ball faster. It's got that Euros excitement back, and there's that buzz again with England. I mean, I know I've said I'm unsure, there's no goals from open play, and now I've got six. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm happy. I'm so happy as well. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on Nigeria at this point. 
I'm not scared mm. of a Shola, although she is one of the best yeah. on the planet. I'm not scared of yeah. her. It'll be good. Mm. I mean, we should say with China, I mean, that they are the Asian Cup champions. They are, in, in inverted commas, this is the European champions against the Asian champions. You know, this was, this is probably on paper, if you look at what are the standings, you say this is probably the hardest game of the group, and yet they've got the, the best possible result out of three. Um, there were many goals. Uh, there were, so there were plenty of goals, sorry. Uh, Russo, Hemp, Kelly, Daly, and a brace from Lauren James. So we'll uh, start and tuck right in. Uh, Russo, Arsenal striker, another uh, Arsenal goal scorer. Still behind Amanda Illestead in top Arsenal goal scorer of the tournament, but she's uh, she's working her way in. She's off the mark. And Steph um, Catley. And Steph Catley, yeah. Um, but she's on two at the moment, isn't she? Two penalties. Um, Amanda's on three. It's, just, it's yeah, still one more the, than Russo. Do you know what I think is goal. really mad about this tournament? Our defenders are sc- scoring more than our forwards. I know. Amanda for the golden boot. We need Amanda Illestead for the golden boot. So, mm-hmm. Ryan... Alicia Russo, first uh, um, our, new, our new signing off the mark in uh, in in Australia. What do you think? In all, just not just today, but in all three days, I've been impressed with her massively. Um, she's again from the Arsenal perspective. I'm liking what I'm seeing because I'm, this is what we're going to see week to week now yes. for, the, for the near future. Touching with no details and all that. But, um, yeah, and, I mean. Sting has got Sting now in terms of Arsenal's argument. Mean, he's got competition now to keep going out and vice versa. And Russo has been given that starting role for the English team in this World Cup and she's took it. And it's took, unlucky for her, she has, she's only got the one goal at the moment, but it was, it was a typical Russo goal. Literally, ball comes into her and just hits the ball, finds a spot, instant bang goal. And that's what she was doing against Haiti. She was that's what I like to see. I like seeing her do against Haiti and Portugal in the three uh, World Cup game. That's when she came on, almost she started. It was she was asking asking questions of the goalkeeper, stretching the defence, making the defence work. And I'm, as I say, I'm impressed with her. I'm, I'm, I can't wait until obviously when I get this one we want them in this World Cup. But I, in terms of Arsenal, from a selfish point of view, mm. I can't wait till October. Well, yeah, October the WSL gets underway. And she's our striker and. We've got her and Steena to feed off of, basically, along with Biv and Beth. We've, I just, I'm, I'm genuinely happy for her, and I can't wait to see what else she's going to do against uh, Nigeria on Monday. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really glad. I'm really excited for Ruth, and I'm really glad for her as well, because there's nothing worse than being a striker, and uh, and it's, you're sort of, you know, going for a bit of a drought. We all saw what happened with Ellen White during the Euros, and the sticks mm. she was sort of getting for not getting the ball in there. But Ruth is up and running. Thank goodness. It was a well-taken goal. It was a well-placed finish. I thought the keeper maybe could have done a bit better. It wasn't the most powerful of finishes, but it was a good um, way to... We got the early goal like we did in Denmark, against Denmark, which is sort of the main thing. Um, I was listening to it on the radio and uh, there was uh, there was much cheer <laughs> when the goal came in. And thankfully this time we actually kicked on. Um, gee, obviously you were a big fan of Lauren Hemp during the Euros. Um, can I just get your thoughts, not just on the goal, but that first touch... So, and that, just just talk us through talk us through it it's class um i'm so so happy for her as well because like we were saying the other day and lottie was saying there was so much pressure on her to be the star in the euros and it just didn't quite work mm. out as much as as we were pro- probably thinking or as built up to be so now she doesn't sort of have that and there's other names that are taking those sort of roles with the media she can just play freely and you know, obviously she was dropped well, to the bench the other day, protection of the yellow card, we think. 
um but straight back in it today getting involved looking like her normal self her speed is back because she mm. has looked a little bit sluggish naturally at this time of the season after you've played a full season and a euros some of them aren't going to be up to up to it but they look like not well not just lauren hemp all of them look like they've got that little bit of fitness building up again now um and yeah the touch and the finish it was just mm. it was just class I was I was listening to it on again. I was another one was on the radio, and it was just it was one of those moments when they when the touch happened, and you could hear the excitement as it happened. It almost felt like it it had made the goal as such. It was so it was too good, and then they, they were saying, "Thank God, Hemp scored it," because it would have been. It is worth watching about the way that she's one touch just it's like out things outside the boot, just sort of flicks it at the perfect distance to get in, get a clear of the fence, draw the keeper out, and then just place in the bottom corner brilliant brilliant goal and it was yeah the first time the world cup we've actually scored more than once in a game and um and then it just sort of got better and better i mean matt you obviously were a watcher of um england in 2019 um i've, I've seen the the james the first lauren james goal back had an air of um lucy bronze versus norway the sort of free kick roll back and and well in lucy bronze's case she just smashed it into the roof of the net lauren james was a more of a I'll quite a cultured finish, a sort of swept bottom corner. What did you make of the uh, the first Lauren James goal? It's just, a, it's, I take I take a look at Lauren James as Lottie has said at Chelsea, where she'll do that, and most nine times out of ten, like at the Emirates, she either hit it wide or she hit it mm. over. There was nowhere near it was going in. Whereas Serena's got her actually shooting on target. That's I believe now two two out of two two games two shots similar like to like um going back to it and that she and she scored in similar games uh, so she, obviously Serena's got her doing something different to whatever Emma Hayes is doing it doesn't help that Emma Hayes keeps on uh, calling her out every five minutes and saying that. On the commentary. I, I hope she, I, yes, I I hope she's got a long term contract with her club. Yes. <laughs> um, but this yes, bear in mind, she does. A lot of people do not know that Lauren James originally started at Arsenal. She did she did? Um, there's actually pictures of her. I think in the Conti Cup final um, when she was uh, one of our youth products. She's had a, but she's gone. Yeah, Arsenal, then Man United, and then obviously Chelsea. Um, thankfully, she's doing better for England than for Chelsea, which is quite nice. Um, should um, should should she have had a, a second goal just just before half time? Yes, um, <laughs> I, I think everyone's going to talk about this because this was the controversial one. Because essentially, what's happened is Lucy Bronze was offside from the free kick. Mm. She comes forward um, into that next run of play that. The problem is we don't know who the ball actually lands off because it's between, I believe it's actually Lauren Hemp and one of the Chinese defenders. We're not sure who it lands off mm. but because the ball is going backwards. Um, Lauren James is able to get on the end of it and have, have well, what, a shot. What happens is, is I think the, the defender heads the ball, but because it's not a, like a path, like, a, like if it had been an intentional head, like directed, like a pass back, it will play bronze on side. But it's the whole idea that if it's an unintentional play, which it was, it was a challenge in the air and just bounced off her. It has no bearing on the original phase of play when the ball was played. So Lucy Bronze remained offside. The big crime is that Lucy Bronze didn't get onside in time. She should have been making sure she was onside the moment the first ball went in. And she was offside and she never got inside, onside when she touched the ball. 
And unfortunately, he means he's it was a, it's a great finish from from Lauren James. You know, it's like um, we'll do it in, in the next pod, but next pod we'll talk about the Netherlands and the fact that Esme Brooks scored two near identical screamers against Vietnam, and Lauren James sort of did the same. And it just feels like, but the, the as I mentioned the last uh, last week, the greatness of the goal doesn't overall can't you can't use the, how great a goal is to overall the rules of the game, which was bronze offside and she touched the ball, and it was a tragedy, it was a shame. Thankfully, it didn't matter to the you know how the game played out. Lauren James, as we'll get to in a minute, did get her goal. Um, before then, we did concede our first goal of the tournament. It was from the spot. Um, Gio, can come to you. Bit of an annoyance that one. Yeah, it, it always is, isn't it? Um, I didn't see it at the, at the time, so I just sort of split back on my screen and, and noticed something was happening. And I was like, oh no, what have we done? Mm. And it's a shame, isn't it? Um, had full faith in Mary Apps, but unfortunately, with penalties, you just never know, do you? Um, and they did tuck it away, but you know, we we bounced back, and that's the most important thing. We didn't let our you know heads didn't go down, we didn't fall like crumble into it as well. We just sort of went straight back up, um, mm. played well together, and got the goal to take the three goal lead again. Um, so all of these things they all happen for a reason. Unfortunately, we did concede a goal but um overall it's just going to help us learn throughout this tournament as well that we can whatever happens we're ready for it and they'll regroup and push on interestingly this is um uh, the china's goal was penalty they've only ever in this world cup they've only scored two goals and both of them were penalties so um if, if, if you think we've had trouble with shooting boots in this world cup um have a look at the rest of the the, the, the asian champions um thankfully the, the goal didn't set us back. In fact, it sort of inspired us to um, to go and get another one. Um, Lottie, Lauren James, again, I, I actually did see this goal. I was on my lunch break and I just got my the feed up just to whilst I had my sandwiches and I missed just as the penalty. Um, and we were watching again. I was thinking, oh, England, are they going to wobble? Are they going to tumble? And then um, Jess Carter whips across him to the back stick. You see Lauren James, like, free. And for me, before the ball's reached her, I'm thinking, goal. And they just, I'm just thinking it's gonna, it's, it's gonna happen, and it reminds me a bit of the Reuter against Man United at the Emirates. Remember that last season mm-hmm. when that ball whipped in, and then out of, out of, on the blind side, Reuter just follows it up, and um, I just oh, side foot, not laces. I mean, I would have just gone ab it and whipped it on my laces if it come to me. But the, the technique and the calmness to side foot it past the keeper. What do you, would you, would you reckon this one's the better goal, or do you reckon the, the first goal was the better goal? Oh, do you know what? They were both screamers. How do you expect me to choose? That's a very unfair question. And I'm not choosing. And no, that is the reaction you wanted. Um, but, yeah, no. She, I don't know what Serena's doing with her, but as a w, as an Arsenal fan, I'm kind of worried now. Um, yeah. Because if she can take that back to Chelsea, we're in trouble. Do you think she's having a, she's going to be the, basically our Beth Mead for this tournament, our sort of our, our talisman? Oh, there's, Beth something, Mead. there's something magic about that seven shirt. Something magic, that's all I've got mm. to say. Yeah. I do, I do feel with tournaments, um, if you want to go deep as well as, as an English fan, it's nice to have a talisman to sort of follow. I think back to Euro 2004, Wayne Rooney was sort of the player I was sort of following for that one and want to do so well. You think of maybe like in France 98, Michael Owen or, um, Italian 90, um, I was going to say, uh, farm, um, yeah, 86, you had Gary Lineker still following his goals. And I say with gritted teeth in 2018, you had some chap called Harry Kane. But it's good to have a talisman to sort of focus on, and, and a talisman woman in this case, 
to, to follow through. And we had Ellen White in 2019. She was the one supplying all the goals and sort of driving the team forward. And it feels like Lauren James, this this brilliantly talented, young, uh, raw talent, is, is going to be the one. And um, we all remember how Beth Mead, what Beth Mead was like during Euro 2022. She was unstoppable. And if Lauren James can um, emulate that with the number seven shirt, um, I think we're going to be um, we're going to have a lot of fun this uh, this summer. Um, no, definitely, I think. Sorry, sorry, Adam. No, okay, okay, I do. Okay. I do think it's really quite exciting have, have having her to be able to play where Beth Mead plays and also where Frank mm. Kirby plays because that means these two mm. aren't comfortable in their seats when they return. They've got oh, no. someone on the, at their heels wanting to play. Mm. Um, although Beth, I'd, I'd say Beth's return will be a bit longer for England. I'll be honest. Um, but Frank Kirby, she better watch but, out. She might lose her spot. Well, I think Ella Toon's spot is in jeopardy now because I was always of the opinion. But, but Ella Toon's always come off the bench. She's always been better off the bench. You've got to remember, as May said in a couple of pods ago, she's played every single game for Man United this season. She is shattered, just like Lauren Hemp. Lauren Hemp's had a yep. bit of a rest. And I think, I, she's yeah. been much better. But Toon is shattered. She's played every single minute for Man United this season. I felt, I just felt that, that two, it, had to, it would always have to be Toon and Russo. But the fact we've now seen it could be James and Russo instead as a pairing. So I think, well, we can afford to have maybe Toon on the bench. I think, um, she's definitely... Yeah, I think, that's my, I think that's my preferred um, pairing, mm. if I'm honest with you. But then don't let don't let Lauren, well, as everyone's calling her, LJ, play the whole 90 minutes. Get Toon in to cover the last 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we're not missing anything. Can I just put an idea of England at the next tournament? Beth, Beth on the right, Hemp on the left, James in the 10, and Russo, the lead striker. How, how does that sound as, a, Ooh, as yeah. an attacking force? Does that sound... Uh, Where well, are you putting Leah Williamson? Sound? You put Lee her back on Millie. No, Liam Williamson in a two with Millie Bright, and you'd have the, the Stanway Walsh midfield, um, mm-hmm. and then receive who's on the fullbacks, because, yeah, you never know. Might be... Uh, I like that. Might, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely something there. I, I, I'm really, I've been really... I'm really intrigued by Lauren James because I think before the, the sort of the World Cup started, I knew she was talented. I, the only thing I remember her doing for Chelsea was a nice slalom goal against Spurs, which was a you know great goal and a great finish. But hadn't really seen her sort of spark into life. And I think Beth Mead, def, her career definitely skyrocketed when Serena came to England. And you've seen how she's she's taken Beth and taken to another level. And you see it with Arsenal. And it looks like she's done something very similar with Lauren James. So, yeah, I'm... As excited as I am for next season, I'm I'm very, 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 very nervous when we have to play Chelsea next. I think Lauren James is going to be very scary. Unless, of course, Emma Hayes shunts her onto the wing, in which case we can all breathe a sigh of relief. So, um, 100%. I mean, she's missing Frank Kirby at the minute. So, you know, you never know. But wish Frank Kirby Emma Hayes has her own way of doing things. So it's always a bit different for country, isn't it? Yeah. Um, moving on to the uh, next goal, because thankfully that wasn't the end of the goal. There were a few more. Chloe Kelly, hero of Euro 2022, gotten on the act. Um, Matt, bit of a bit of a gap on the keeper, unfortunately. Uh, I knew you were going to do this to me. That's twice <laughs> in a row you stitched me up. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those where you lose concentration, and I, I, I again, it, it sounds a bit amateurish, but when China have have had those moments in games where they've not been able to be that professional as some of the other teams in the tournament um if i'm honest it wouldn't I don't, you'd probably expect it from debutants you wouldn't expect it from mm. teams that have been there since the beginning and 
the fact of the matter was you just let the ball go and Chloe Kelly's just always going to chase that down and she, she slots it into a bar to an empty net there's nothing she, you can really do except you've got to make sure that you've got your concentration for uh, when it's really needed and unfortunately she just had that lapse and completely misjudged the ball and that was it I think with those situations I mean firstly from a striker perspective it shows the work in pressing I mean so many times we see the the striker chase the ball down chase the ball down the keeper clears it and you think what's the point well it's for moments like that moments when the, the game's been a bit long the keeper's you know a bit unfocused and you, you, you profit for me as a keeper, if you're going out that far, you've got to take the ball. You've got to, it doesn't matter. She's obviously trying to do I remember, I think it was Martin Fulop against Arsenal. This is back in like 2012. The ball was coming to him. It was outside the box. He thought, I'll let the ball come, in, come into the box and I can grab it. And of course, what happened, Benny stole it off his toes and scored. And clearly the ball's come through and she's thinking, oh, the ball's bouncing the box. I can let it come in. No, don't. Don't. You've got to take, you've got to take the initiative. Don't let the ball determine you. You've got to go. If, if you can't claim it, head it, boot it whatever and she has neither she tries to let it bounce the bounce is so awful for her it just bounces clear of her and fair play to Kelly chased it down it's an easy goal and uh, takes it away last goal and mm. I will have to go to Lottie for this one because she'll never forgive me um it's a it's, <laughs> you know it's, it. well, you know, I know I mean it's a fantastic finish from our left back um what did you think um left back stroke striker wing back Rachel Daly's off the mark that's uh just need Beth Ings uh, absolutely the volley I know Bruce has scored, but I'm sorry, but this this goal just takes the goal goal of the game for me. It's, it was mm. just when when she when the ball came to her, she just volleyed it in. It was just like yes, I think in, um, it, what was my phrase in the pub? And I, I think I shouted, "The pub is empty." Bear that in mind. Mm. Um, being it being at lunchtime and as and um, I think what the words out of my mouth and Rachel Blank Daily has mm. arrived. Yeah, so I, I won't fill in the blank. You can, everyone can work out what I said. I was just really happy. I actually almost spilled my drink all over the table. So <laughs> jumping you, off the, the light, this my seat. So yeah. <laughs> were you nervous when Bar came up and they thought, oh, might be another? Not really, because it, it didn't didn't look offside. Because if yeah. you look, if you go back to Lucy, was it Lucy Bronze? It was all over an arm. So yeah. if you look at the lines, it was an arm and. Frankly, the, the 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 Chinese player, her arm was about a little bit more than Rachel's. I was like, yeah, that's gone in. That's fine. We're good. Yeah. So, but I'm just glad she's arrived. I'm glad she's got her goal. And I'm I want more. I always want well, more from Rachel Daly because she's hope, scored all bangers all season. She deserves mm-hmm. more. Hopefully, we'll even be if she more. is left back. Well, this is the thing now. The move to the back three, and this is what I'm sort of going to get to in a minute. It means that Bronze and Daly, who are both naturally more attacking fullbacks. Um, I've got greater license to sort of move, uh, move forward and we saw Bronte hit the post we saw Daly actually score there's more posts in that front line um, provided we can keep, keep the back door shut so moving on to next round and we are in the last 15 and we will be playing Nigeria who after uh, Canada uh, slipped up against host Australia Nigeria um, got a nil-nil draw against Republic of Ireland we'll be going over that in a later pod but they are probably our next opponents then, though, with the, uh, the mighty Oshwala leading the line. Um, I'll start with you, Ryan. Do you rate our chances? If we turn up like we did today and don't take Nigeria lightly, because we need to basically go back and look at Canada against Australia. Nigeria versus Australia, sorry, my apologies. Mm. Um, when they just turn up and when... If you're not going to show us respect and you make mistakes, we're going to punish you. 
and that's what they did to Australia. They was if he went to Australia yesterday, turning up themselves, they would have been out of they would have been out of their, own, their own tournament respectively. And we need to take heed of that and realise we the performances we had in the first two games can't happen again. Now especially as knockout, because that's it. If we can as I say, if we if we turn up like we did today, I don't see us being I think nine minutes will be through, no problem. It's just now the attitude. We've got the right attitude, and the, and the players, certain players, need to lead by example. And certain cap, so-called captains, need to step up and be yeah. more vocal. Mm. I, I do feel with with some of these, especially with teams like Nigeria, and I think we're all guilty of this, of um, underestimating, shall we say, um, teams that are not from uh, the European continent. I think we do underestimate teams from uh, so like, Brazil aside, teams maybe South America, definitely teams from Africa. I think there is a feeling that, that we, you know, there should be a honestly routine, but we should overcome them. I think that's very dangerous. And then we look at what happened to Australia. They got scuppered by Nigeria, who were very good on the day. And um, if you're not on, if you're not the racist, if you're defensively suspect, um, they will get you on the break because they are rapid. Um, so hopefully um, Serena lines us up correctly. Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you. Um, how do you reckon Serena will line us up? Do you reckon there'll be any further changes now she's got a, a feel for changing a team every game now? Do you think we'll see some more? Oh, um, I would probably have to have a guess at maybe not. I imagine this will be the side that she'll probably go with. Mm. The only problem would be maybe she might decide on who wants to be on that right side. Is it going to be Chloe Kelly? Is it going to be someone else? Is she going to give some of the others a bit of a time? Um, but I imagine if there is going to be changes, it'll be maybe one, two, maybe in the defence we might see. Um, my main worry is that defence at the moment, um, especially with Kira Walsh, there's no one really to go and cut those balls out. Um, which I, if, if I'm honest, I think Nigeria will play very similar like they did, as Ryan said, against uh, Australia. They'll try and make sure that they go out on the counter and that seems to be where we're very susceptible. Uh, suspect. Susceptible, susceptible. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, so I just think maybe for that maybe Jess Carter might be missing off um but then it's a question could we put, of... Lotter, could we put Lotter in for her do you reckon Lotter she's played in the back three most of the season hasn't she with alongside likes of BT and Hatha could she maybe slot in against with Brighton Greenwood in the back three I would like to but we've seen that Lotter seems to be very much an admission from this team uh, she's gone for Esme Morgan and, for, and we've got him for Jeffs Carter instead um, let's just remind people that Esme Morgan isn't really a centre-back, she's a right-back. Um, but Lotta in a front three, back three even. If she, was three, wow. <laughs> <laughs> if she was to play up top, why not? Um, do the Jambiti up front style. Um, she is capable of doing that as well, let's not forget, against Wolfsburg and uh, Man United in previous seasons. Oh but... yeah, wasn't, wasn't that the moment that she ran over Pop? <laughs> yeah, in the, in the, yeah. We never know. Yeah, that was that was. I think maybe lots could do something. Um, lots could do something similar in, when we play Germany. If we end up doing play Germany in the in the next uh, in the future rounds. Um. So, G, I was going to just come to you then. How would you line up in attack? Lauren Jean's in the ten. 
well, obviously. And I, I think, I think it would have for me. It would have to be Hemp one side, Russo up top, and Kelly on the other. Okay. So, oh, so would you? I was going to say with that because if we're saying, let's say that um, Serena's sticking with back three, mid, um, with wing backs and the two pivot, that gives you just three forward. So if you're saying Lauren James the ten, that gives you two split oh, strikers. Oh, yeah. I don't think we'll stick with a back three. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because we've seen what Nigeria can do to a very good team in, of Australia. Um, and we're back three is when you're, you know, you're, you're more comfortable and you, you're, you're like, with no disrespect to China, obviously they're champions of their um, continent. But it's, it's, it's one of those games, isn't it, where we could just kick the, kick the girls up a little bit, get them higher. We want to make things happen. Whereas that, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be physical. So I don't think we can really, I'd like to be wrong, obviously, but I don't know, just for me, I'm just not comfortable with just having the back three because if, especially when you have Jess Carter in, she is, she would be the weakest link in that and that's where they would go for. Um, and we are, we can't make those mistakes that we have been in each of these games. They, they, they will punish us. They have the quality to score goals against us if we aren't as sharp as we should be. So I would go back to a back four. <laughs> Do you think, because Daly and Russo are two of our forwards off the mark, just Beth England left. Do you think, is there room for her to start or maybe have a, a good impact off the bench? Is she going to be our Russo that Russo was in the last Euros now as a, as a sub-striker, finisher? Yeah, I think, I think she's just going to, it's nice to see her get minutes. Um, and she did again today, of course. But I think she is going to be a sub appearance player. Um, that's just how it, it looks at the moment. Russo looks way too comfortable, not way too comfortable, but she looks so comfortable <laughs> up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a good way. The, taking the shirt from Ellen hasn't really phased her too much. She has now got her goal. She's now going to be a lot more confident and settled. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think she's, Beth England is just going to be the, Especially now going into these knockouts, I think we'll we'll start to see a more structured team, hopefully without injuries. <laughs> um, That's my and, job. To don't jinx it. That's my job. It's my yeah. job to throw the muckers on everything. I know, but um, yeah, I think she's just got. She's going to be a bench player for sure. Yeah. Bench England. Um, over to you, lot. I'm going to finish off because I want to talk about your favourite player, which is Rachel Daly. Um, we have a lot of jokes on here about, you know, is she a left back? Is she a striker? Is she a full back? At the moment, she's uh, playing as a, a wing back um, in this uh, back three sort of formation. Um, I think she came off the bench. I think it was in the Haiti game as a forward. She was a, a left back against um, Denmark. Now she's a wing back. Do you think wing back is going to be now her position for the rest of the tournament? Do you think that is? Where she's going to settle for the rest of the uh, rest of the time in Australia. Oh no! Do you know what? I'm I'm more comfortable as much as I want to see her up top and challenge Russo mm. for that spot. Um, because as G said, she's she's now comfortable, and no striker should be comfortable if you know you got someone waiting to come on and nipping at your heels. Yeah. But because <coughs> <Okay. laughs> we've had to, we we've had to move Daly back to the to wing back and use her in the defence, I'm more comfortable with that defence. I look at that defence and the centre backs aren't strong enough. The weakling in there, I hate to say it, is Jess Carr. And that worries me, especially coming up with the likes of Oshola. Oshola. Um, we know what she's like. We've seen her in the... There's a reason why she's won this many Champions League with Barcelona. Yeah. 
as many as she has, I should say, because I, I can't think of the number off the top of my head. Um, um, but two. A, <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Um, but there's a there's a reason why people regard her as one of the best. And we saw it from the, her last goal um, against Australia. Um, she just tore them open. They were so panicking about her. They missed everybody else. And that's what I don't want to see Millie and, Millie and Jess Carter doing. Um, I think with Rachel, I think it's a bit more secure. Um, we're a bit. It's 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 a lot safer. Put it that way for me. I'm a bit more confident in the back line. It's familiar faces. Um, so yeah. And she gets she gets a chance to score a volley at the end of the game, which is oh always yeah. Nice. The thing is, like, I'm absolutely. I was going off a tangent. I am absolutely loving the fantasy football at the moment because I'm getting clean sheets. I'm getting goals from her. I'm getting everything. So <laughs> yes. I'm happy. On the topic of fantasy, I'm very happy because I, I think I've got Rooster as my captain, so that's a good point to me. But I also have Katie Zellin as my uh, vice captain, so even oh. more points to me because she actually started. So I'm very, nice. very happy with that. Um, we're just about almost at the end of the pod, I'm afraid. But before we go, I just want to quickly get your predictions for the Nigeria game, which I believe is... Uh, gee, when is the Nigeria game for? Monday morning. Monday morning. So Monday, that's 8 o'clock, isn't it? Monday morning. 8.30. So, um, Have a state. For half a state, so make sure you get your excuses to your managers in nice and early and see if they uh, they are as sympathetic to the cause as you are. So, I'm going to come to you first, Ryan. Quick predictions. Um, England, are we going home or is it coming home? Well, uh, we're not going home yet. We're <laughs> Good, <laughs> say, say it. Say it. What, what, what score line? What, what do you think the score line would be? Do you have uh, any? If we turn up and our defence is organised and they actually communicate, there's no errors there, 2-0. 2-0? Okay. If there's if any communication errors that we've seen, 2-1. But I do think we think we'll go for it. Go for it. Okay, I'm liking optimism. Jean, I'm going to come to you next. Any score predictions? Can we go better than 2-0? It's coming home. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad, glad, glad that, that, that's sorted. Glad I'm going to go 3-0. Three nil. Can we get um, any any goal scorers? Are we going to get a Jane, another James Screamer, or are we going to get a? I uh, don't know. It will be the like kiss of death for me to go. Yeah, she'll score again. She will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Lottie like is Millie Bright header. Frantically. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jane. Millie Bright header, possibly. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Get the yeah. the defence case for defence in. I like that. Get them. Well, as we know, Amanda Ellis has proved that sometimes defenders are the finest forwards in the. Uh, in, in the game, so hopefully a bright head will be good. Matt, anything, any ideas from you? What are you? Because uh, you, I should say for the listeners, you did also predict like me that China would win. So mm. I'm hoping that you're going to do something similar and uh, guarantee an England win by predicting a defeat. <laughs> well, bear in mind the last time that we played an African team at the World Cup, it was Cameroon, and they looked yep. like they were going to storm off the pitch because of the uh, refereeing decision. Yes, that was an experience. <laughs> Uh, I, I, honestly, I've never sit down and watched a match and thought, you know what, they look like they're just going to walk off the pitch and the, and the game's going to be abandoned because of how mm. much it was. I've never seen so many uh, reactions like that. If you're honest, that was very much yes. extreme. But I, I think we can agree the game has developed a bit yes. more since then. Oh, this is Nigeria. We should say that Cameroon, Nigeria, that's, you know, potatoes and tomatoes were, were the phrases. I think <laughs> apples and pears. Yeah, we've seen Nigeria and we've seen how good they are in terms of, you know, we know of uh, you know, Lottie's has spoken many times about the, the amazing world-class striker they have in, in Oshwala, ex-Arsenal forward, we should add. Um, any chance of a Nigerian upset or is this going to be a England now full throttle and unstoppable now? 
I don't think we're there yet. And as we've seen in previous tournaments, it just takes a moment. And mm. I have a feeling that what's going to happen is Nigeria, very similar to the Spain game, Nigeria go and take the lead. Um, we somehow managed to bundle it at home in the 80-odd minute. And <laughs> right. uh, Lucy Bronze will end up scoring just outside the box or with a header because she always ends up scoring at World Cups and it's not mm. World Cup unless Lucy Bronze scores. So but We are waiting imagine... for a Lucy Bronze screamer, I should say. We have a, we've had one in each of the last World Cups and uh, yeah, hopefully that will be Nigeria. I mean, she almost scored a header. You know, she hit the yeah. post better in, in, in this game, but uh, yeah, hopefully we get a screamer against Nigeria. So you're thinking two, one extra time, Lucy Bronze screamer. Either extra time or it'll be added time. Oh, okay. That's going to leave us in every of our seats. Um, Lottie, Matt, I'm going to come you. to talk to me. Uh, Rachel Daly Hattrick, I'm guessing. No, I'm going. I'm going through to England. I just, I don't think. Three two. Yeah, I'm. Ooh. I'm like, they're not going to roll over so easily. I mean, we saw what they did to Australia. Um, I think the key thing will be keeping our heads. Um, I don't care who scores, as long as I get some screamers and some beautiful goals that I can celebrate with you. I'm happy. And, and it's England doing the screamers and the goals. Um, oh, well, <laughs> if, if, this, if this is an Ashola goal, I will appreciate it. It, dep- yeah, it depends how the ball goes in. You just don't know at this stage. I mean, what a long wait till Monday. Well, it feels like a long wait already, but um, hopefully, yeah. Oh, I just want a good game. I, I, I want us to yeah. be down there because I want to be quick on the ball. I don't want none of this, what we saw in the first two games. Don't want yeah. it. We, 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 well, supposedly, we've clicked. We've, we've, you know, got our, our mojo back. We're playing how we want to play. Um, hopefully we can harness that and stick to it and not, like you said, fall back into the bad habits. I'm I'm being uber positive because of the slant, the, the slating and the slant that I got um, last time round. I'm going 3-1 England. Um, I'm backing our, our team to pull through. And um, I think Lauren James, I think she's going to score another screamer. I think she's just, just going to... She's got, she's got that moment, I think of like Ellen White in 2019, just every time she touches the ball in the box, it just flies in the net. And when you're in that rich vein of form, when you think, and the goals she's scoring are not tappings. They're, they're curlers, they're perlers, um, they're screamers. She just, she just, she's on, she's on it. She's, she's on form, and I think she, she's going to roll with that into the knockout around. So now three-one England. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, and, and hopefully um, more fun to come. But that is it. That's the end of the Lioness special. Um, so, but a massive thank you to our guest, or rather not guests, in uh, G and Ryan. Um, G, where can we find you in the world of social media? Yeah, so on Twitter, it's at G Triggs. Um and Gunnar G1 for Instagram and as I've said before the into the season the the podcast will be back at the North Bank mm-hmm. Summit so keep an eye on the socials for that and yeah thanks for having me again. Excellent um, Ryan I believe you have a pod of your own to plug um, where where can we find you? Well, you can find in terms of podcasts the audio side of things you can find it on Spotify or, or, or on any other audio platform and the actual live side of it is on here on YouTube and Mr. Arsenal podcast, and you can find me on Twitter, Mr. Arsenal eighty nine. Excellent, excellent. Sorry, thank you very, thank you very much, Ryan, for having you on. It's been a pleasure. Um, just going to go back to my amazing co-host, uh, Matt and Lottie. Matt, where we can we find you in the world of social media? So my Twitter is at Matt Alar twenty eight. And lastly, Lottie, where can we find you? Last but not least, you can find me at Lottie underscore AWFC on Twitter and Instagram, or you can just find me here in my in my little house on Vic Acres Wonderland. Absolutely, absolutely. We hope you are 
it's been a lot of fun doing this Vegas Wonderland and I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are recording it if you really want to find me why I don't know but you know I might be you know relatively interesting and you can find me at Adam Salterport on the Twitter sphere where I'm posting nonsense most days um when I'm not busy at work but that's it that's the end of the show thank you so very much for watching and uh, tuning in listening in um we'll be back on another pod soon we'll be talking about the other games that were played out uh, over the last few weeks last week but until then have a good evening and um take care